Oh, so uh, how's the workout stuff been going, man? Oh, it's, been... it's pretty good, man. I think I think I'm getting a little bit bigger. You know, I'm looking good, looking pretty jacked, right? I mean, it's all right. I mean, you look a little small, but I mean, you'll get there. You know what, Brandon? Fuck you, what? man. Fuck right. you. You're always wearing you're wearing a shirt that says the half rep king. You're always talking about working out. You think you're so much better than me. Fuck you. I take time away from my family to come do this stupid show with you every week. And yet you can't show me you disrespect me like that. Man, hey, don't hey, touch me, what? man. Man, fuck you. I'm sick of you, man. Getting out of here. Fuck you. <laughs> what? Are you serious, bro? Come on. Oh, oh my gosh. It's Izzy, the prodigy here. Kenny, Brandon, what's going on? Chris Van Fleet here. I hope the episodes just keep getting better and better and better and stacking them up like New Day pancakes. It was the biggest accomplishment of your podcast. So send me a thank you, write me a nice letter, tweet me, DM me, FaceTime me. I'm basically for Christ's sake. You're going to get there. You're going to get there. Brandon. Brandon, look, all I'm saying is I'm so upset that I didn't even hit the microphones just now. But come on. Look, I, ex- I have some, I expect you uh, to tell me that I'm getting bigger. But instead, you tell me I'm getting smaller. It pissed me off. I almost didn't do the show. That's why I didn't even have the intro just now. It's not a formal big, show. I, I, would, I didn't even have anything prepared because I was so upset. I almost stormed off. I almost stormed off of this podcast. Almost pulled down the green screen, everything. It was gonna be absolute <laughs> mess. Oh, it's all good, Brandon. Uh, it's all look, good. We made it. We made it to the impact zone. We're here. <laughs> Brandon. Brandon requested this impact zone. By the way, like we couldn't. Brandon refused. He. Brandon refused to do this episode unless we had the impact zone. That's right. <laughs> We're here, ladies and gentlemen. And for the big news, the biggest news in wrestling right now, Kenny's girl. Yana Perazzo is the Impact Knockout Champion. I was like, how do you he? feel? How, how hard were you barking out? Last, you know, how when hard this happened? was I barking out for um, for this? Yes, I I was barking out pretty hard, man. It was uh, <laughs> it says Kenny's. Your muscles are vibrant and defined. Don't listen to Brandon. This is coming from Mason, who by the way is blind, <laughs> just for the record. So Mason apparently hey, can, can hear it. my muscles. Damn it. it, that's right. Can hear my muscles. And shout out to everybody in Instagram land. Before we go any further, guys, I know we've been a little bit informal, but please, if you're watching the video version, like and subscribe. It does help us out. Remember, we are a self-run podcast. We don't make any money off of this thing. Help us out. That's why we're in the impact zone right now. You know, it's like <laughs> we were. <laughs> I should make fun of uh, I should make fun. this is the old impact zone by the way uh, if you're in audio land uh, leave us a five star rating and review uh, it does help us out you want more people to hear us if you appreciate our podcast you'll want more people to hear us so definitely pass around the link to your friends uh, pass it around as as vibrantly and as quickly as COVID's being passed around um, that's, right, that's case, how we're growing in this case let our melodic voices infect you <laughs> Kenny cried. It says Kenny cried, but happy tears. But Brandon's confused as to why she's an impact. But 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 (laughs) what were you gonna say? I cut you off. No, I was gonna say something about your voice being uh, soothing, a little more soothing than normal. Yeah, I was trying to put my I'm trying to put my podcasting voice on. So let's let's try that and (laughs) see what happens. Um, But Diana Perazzo, 
Yeah, yeah, I was, it's one of those things where, you know, all jokes aside, obviously, uh, it's so funny, everybody, this week, for some reason, was sending me pictures of her, like, <laughs> like DMing me pictures of her, and, and they're like, look at your girl, she looks beautiful, and I was like, first of all, she's always looked beautiful, it's just now that wow, you're, not, you're noticing, dude, okay. people notice, now people notice because she's successful, and I'm like, yeah, she's always had that in her, man, she's always been, she's always been the virtuosa, she's always been the Fujiwara armbar specialist, like, you know what I mean, like, this is, like, I was excited when she came to WWE, because I thought they were going to give her that, like, um, I don't want to say Cesaro role, but, like, basically that ring general kind of role, <laughs> and, uh, they didn't, they didn't, uh, they didn't even utilize her properly, and then, uh, you can see it's so funny, but, you know, a picture uh, says a thousand words because, like, even in her promo pictures for Impact, you can see how much happier she is. Like, she's not phoning in, like, a, you know, like, a pose as much as she's, she's trying to, like, hide a smile. And so, yeah, I mean, all jokes aside, you know, obviously, I always say she's my girl, you know, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, she is, um... <laughs> she is always... <laughs> she is always, um... Uh, I don't even. I can't even read. I can't even he's talk just, after this he, comment. He's got no uh, words from he's Mason. I, I got no words <laughs> when describing Diana Perazzo. She's doing amazing, and I'm so proud of her. Uh, <laughs> but, but that's crazy, right? It's like she just comes over, boom. She's but got, she had that I mean, in that's her. shocking, you know. But she big, had yeah, that in her. Yeah. Is my point. She just needed the platform, and that's kind of that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is like you know, it's like I'll say it like this, like you know, not to compare it to our podcast and be cocky, but like you know, the way I say it is like you know, we maybe we don't have as much views as some other podcasts, but I always feel like you know, you just get some eyes on us. And yeah, we are, you know, we put in the work, you know, there's a lot of pe things people don't see that we do outside of the episode. Well, well you put in the work. Yeah, yeah. That, I say we it, because yeah. it's our podcast, right? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's me. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into this, whether it be graphics, whether it be, you know, it, it sounds stupid, but training voices to sound a certain way, to make the mic sound a certain way, uh, to, to make it look professional, to make you think we're not just a couple bitch boys talking professional wrestling. Like, I, I want us to seem like, you know, we know what we're doing, you know, working in other roles. Like, you know, we're doing, we just did commentary for Knockout Wrestling. And, um, you know, I'm, I, I'll just say it on air. It's my damn show. Uh, let's just say <laughs> there are, uh, there have been a couple teams that they've tested and uh, apparently we did the best, you know. We did the best at our, <laughs> at our calls. And, this is happening. This and is no, no, I, I'll give you credit. Uh, go watch it in our playlist. We have a playlist on YouTube, youtube.com, Sasha Kenny for your thoughts. And you can see, um, uh, or hear, I should say, us call uh, some knockout wrestling. And, and the event is called New Year's Knockout 2. Um, and I'm going to give credit to Brandon. I, I A lot of people were saying Brandon improved. And uh, to uh -huh. his credit, um, yeah, I don't know what happened with you. And I'm, I'm going to give you credit. I'm going to. You know, behind the curtain kind of stuff here. Full take, no kayfabe, all right, Brandon. But like, literally, I, I I don't know if you know this. I had hadn't slept the night before when we did that, and we were up at like eight in the morning. And if not for you just being real infectious with the way that you um, like the vibrance of your commentary and just the fact that you were like really taking it seriously, I wouldn't have been as good as I was. So I always mm. say like, I'm affected by your energy. And I mean that in a good way because like, you can make or break me. You know what I mean? I'm always, I'm always a product. I'm always a product of my environment. And uh, it, it's, oh, it's no coincidence that when like Brandon's on, I always feel the need to like compete. And in a good way, right? In a good way. It's like, it's, if Brandon's gonna be this good, there's no way that I'm gonna be the the shitty person of the group. You know what I mean? So if Brandon's on, 
I'm going to, I'm not going to disrespect him. I'm going to be up there with him. And so you can hear like maybe the first match. I'm like, I'm almost recognizing like, oh shit, Brandon's on. And so I turn up the volume by the end of the night. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but you know, they're, they're the winner of the match. I'm, I'm going, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like I'm doing like a, like a JR type calling. By God, by God, Austin, Austin, Austin. <laughs> like, you know, like, like, and they were like, yeah, you, you know, and, and one thing I'll give us credit for. All right. And again, I'm, maybe I'm knocking the other teams and whatever. I'm just proud of us. <laughs> You know, I listen, and, and a lot of people are calling the action. They're, call, they're literally like, you know, reverse armbar, reverse this, reverse that. And, you know, without, again, without spoiling anything, there was a character I knew was about to win a championship on the next show. Right? So, I'm like, I know that's where the, the storyline is headed. And so I'm talking about, like, this person has really stepped up their game. This person is next in line. This is the next big thing here in Knockout Wrestling. Bam, 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 bam. And so to me, what I'm really proud of is the fact that, like, um, we don't just call the action. We tell a story. You know, you talk, damn it. I want you to go out there and tell a story. <laughs> Make captivate the audience. You know, like, I... I I'm very yeah. proud that like you can watch our stuff and almost get caught up with knockout wrestling in the course of that show right. without a shilling. Like we don't have to be like, you know, we don't have to like beat a dead horse and mention it 10 times, you know, um, the WWE network, 10, But you know, we will tell you like, Oh, remember at the last show, this is what happened. Uh, remember yeah. that this guy is the next guy who's going to be challenging for the title or this, this, and this. And it's like, we don't get notes. That's because you remember all that no, stuff. No, 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 yeah, no, no. you keep all that stuff together. That's yeah, what the I'm, notes. What yeah. I'm gonna say is, no, we don't have notes. That's exactly yeah, my point. Yeah, we don't have any notes. Yeah. No, no, don't get don't give us credit. Like we don't have notes. Yeah. We have a general idea, but we don't have notes for anything. And and, and to me, it's like, man, like I, you know, and and Mason, you know, I want to hear Mason's thoughts because. Um, <laughs> Mason's like, <laughs> stop. Basically, told me to stop yelling at this. Damn it, you're fired. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it's a situation where, like, I'm just, I'm just really proud of that. I'm just really proud of the fact that we, we, we've really improved. It's been like a year. And, you know, may, we may not be working with, with them as much in the future. You know, we, we may be stepping on to do some other stuff. But um, I'm just really proud of our time at Knockout and how much we've improved. And, and you know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll be back. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. It's a good opportunity, at least, to get sort of a little behind the scenes there, get in there, because you did, you did some other you know work with them behind the scenes stuff. So that that was good. Just Dude, to, I, you I'm know, just learn the ropes more. Yeah, forever grateful to the fact that like I got to work uh, for a wrestling company. If that's it, like if that's yeah. the only thing I ever do in the wrestling business, um, like how like how crazy is that to think like this podcast? This is how right. they found us, by the way, is our podcast. And um, right. to oh, think yeah. like this podcast, hey, guys, if, if you're what, what, or you consider yourself a quote unquote small podcast, things can happen. Like, I don't consider us a big podcast by any stretch of the imagination, but, and look what we've done. Like, you know, we've gone to work for a wrestling company. I've worked backstage, you know, it's just, it's just crazy, you know. Oh, great, yeah. great transition, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a classic hell yeah. But yeah, no, no, no. Uh, getting on it. Do, wait, do you think, I mean, since, you know, Deanna got, got, got a big chip, do you think he's Slater is in line for the championship? 
Uh, it seems like he's there. To, uh, Heath Slater. Oh, Heath Slater. No, man. That's how you didn't watch like, Impact at all. You know, Heath came in, which, I, by the way, is, is weird to me that they're calling him Heath. Like, why is he just going by Heath? Because his real name's Heath Miller. It's like, he, Heath Slater, Heath Miller, like, it would have been all right, but he's just going by Heath. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, that's that's weird. But um, you know, we had Eric Young come back, and and Eric Young to me was criminally misused in the WWE because Eric Young was a guy who, to me, he was the only guy that broke out of the TNA mold. I don't know if you remember, he had like a fishing show on like you know I don't remember what channel, the Fishing Channel or something. But he broke out into mainstream media from TNA. Like that's crazy. Like not to say that you know. TNA small, but like the, he transcended it, and WWE got a hold of him. He did amazing insanity. I want you to go listen to the when he interrupts Samoa Joe in his debut, the pop that he got, and that's to tell you like how far he fell. He went to the main roster, and I guess Vince didn't know what to do with him. It's crazy, Eric Young. Like, yeah. maybe you didn't like that voice, but like, come on, like, I was, yeah, I was wondering why they didn't like use Sanity on the main roster. I don't know if maybe they had. Uh, it felt it was too similar to uh, why, they didn't really have any other team yeah it was weird why didn't they bring nikki cross up with with them with them that's yeah, when right. they ruined it, like they ruined it right together, away yeah. by bringing up sanity sans nikki cross because the whole like twisted sister uh, you know of sanity was like such an amazing gimmick like she was sanity she and eric young i should say were like the pillars of sanity and then you take that you take uh nikki cross away and it's like, don't get me wrong, Killian Dane's all right, and uh, Alexander Cross are, is all right, or Alexander Wolf, sorry. But, like, eh, I hate to say it, but, like, I asked this on, on Twitter. I said, uh, you know, Killian Dane's not connecting with me, and I don't know why. It's not like I discredit mm-hmm. him, but it's like, why? I asked this, and I posed this to the chat. Why is Killian Dane not connecting with me? You know, I, th- I feel like he's missing the tangible. Like, I'm supposed to like this guy, but why? And then that goes back to the argument of, like, you know, when they brought Nikki Cross up, everyone's like, I missed that crazy character. And I was like, but I get it because this character that she's in now transcends um, the audience. Like it, it can it can you can relate to it, whether you're 60 or you're three. You know, she's quirky. She's crazy still, but she's not crazy in the like, right. I'm going to chew your head off kind of way. She's crazy in the like, you know, like the, the <laughs> I give an example. <laughs> like if we were introing the show. We would say uh, they, they, like how they did with um, a moment of bliss. The always alluring Kenny Majid and his enthusiastic best friend, Brandon Brown. You know? Hey, guys. <laughs> so crazy like that. Yeah. Uh, another big one, uh, Gallows and Anderson. Gallows Pop and Anderson were the ones to this me that... Nuts. They were the ones that set it off for Slammiversary. There was, it, there was hype going into Slammiversary, and everybody was, was excited, but they were the ones that made it go, okay, they are, there are some WWE names coming in. And Gallows and Anderson posted a video literally at midnight when their contracts expired. And, you know, they were talking about, you know, um, being an impact and the good brothers are here. And I'm really happy that, that they went with that name, by the way, because they were always calling each other the good brothers anyway. Mm. Um, so the good brothers are an impact wrestling. You know, I, I always hated like Gallows and Anderson. Like, I'm like, call them something else. The club was OK. Like, I was like the club. It at least alluded to the Bullet Club. Yeah. Do you just think Impact is? I guess in AEW in that sort of, in that way, they're better sort of places for these teams, sort of like FTR and the Good Brothers and a, a Perazzo to sort of shine. 
as opposed to the WWE, like it maybe just wasn't going to work out there yeah. anyway. See, here's the thing. I, I don't want anyone to ever think like I'm a WWE mark in that sense, because you can ask Brandon. I get excited for professional wrestling. Like I mark out like for professional wrestling more so than anything. WWE is just the, the one I've watched all the years because it's been consistent. It's been consistent, right? Yeah. You know, it's like it's the one constant but um no i i always mark out for professional wrestling and i've asked brandon when when tna was going um head to head in 2010 and things like that i was like religiously watching T- tna and really trying to support yeah, we them went yeah. we went to yeah. we went to the yeah. first live one uh in march yeah. um we went to the second one after we almost didn't get well, the, the irony by the way they were giving tickets to the people who weren't going to get in for the next week like right. advanced tickets we were the last people let in. So full disclosure, I always think I never think about how crazy it is, but we were the last people yeah. let in. Um, and I'm talking about when I say last people. I mean, well, do you remember the circumstances? Do, uh, it'll, what it'll are we fighting with like chairs okay. or something? So the, the group in front of us of like <laughs> five people started fighting each other in the crowd, as in like play wrestling. Play and wrestling. Brandon starts play wrestling with them, and I start a little bit, but Brandon's really into it. And we start play wrestling. We're all like in our early 20s. We're fighting. And so one guy grabs a chair and he's like beating his friend over with. And me and Brandon, I, me and Brandon have the wherewithal because we look and we start seeing security coming. And so we hang back because we're bitches. So sure enough, the security guards go, you five, you got to get the hell out of here. And kicks them out. And they had driven all the way from like Jacksonville to Orlando or something crazy. And so they get kicked out. And then the person at the head of the line goes, we got room for two more. Grabs me and Brandon. Or at the, were we with anybody? I think we were with another friend, but it, it might have been three of us. But anyway, the point is grabbed our group to yeah. go inside and then told everybody else to go home because that's it. They're not letting anybody else in. So that was it. That We were the cutoff for the first live impact. But the funny part, again, five minutes before they had given tickets to everybody and said come back for next week you're first in line you'll get front row and sure enough if you look we're like maybe first or second row in the second impact where jeff hardy and aj styles have an interaction it's crazy we always look out dude i i never understand how we always look out it with stuff like that because it's not the first time it's happened but you remember you got to remember this i was also really pissed off at brandon because that was also the incident where (laughs) he almost made us miss the show because he had to take a piss and he took forever see and then we almost know we would have got in we would have got in with, like as opposed to being the cutoff but yeah. it, it ended up being a good thing because we got yeah, the second we got the off. second set of tickets right. and everything <laughs> i don't know if the chat stopped because oh, uh I, I i feel like no one's talking again this happens every week the chat cuts off I, we break the chat <laughs> so let me know on instagram <laughs> if the youtube chat's working but it's okay it's still working out but yeah so uh, you were saying, I guess, so is this like a big sort of reset, you know, for impact in general, you know, bringing in all these. I would, yeah, say, so. see, uh, I would say so. I mean, uh, I would call this a hard reset for impact wrestling for the simple reason that, you know, impact wrestling has been really underrated for a long time. And I always say, you know, don't if you're like, oh, well, I don't like TNA. I'm like, OK, cool. If you didn't like TNA, this is not TNA. This is a completely different company. This is a different regime. This is completely different management and everything and different like wrestlers for that matter. Gone. They're yeah, all gone. All yeah. And, you know, they're based up in Canada now. Like this is a completely different company. And they've hit it out of the park. They've been hitting it out of the park 
ever since um, the new regime came in, and they've been under criminally underrated for a while. And then yes, so the chat they're telling us uh, the chat is it the YouTube chat is not working, which I suspected because it's yeah, yeah blah, but it's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll pull up a browser and we'll still talk. Um, but yeah, it, it's just a situation where, again, impact has always been good. We just need more eyes on it. So we go back to the having more eyes on the situation. Um, Impact's finally getting it. And this is why I always say, people are always like, I hate when they bring in former WWE guys or when they bring in former <laughs> this or, or former okay. that. Yeah. Uh, and and had a win big too so it's kind of like but, but you see i always disagree yeah. with that because it's like it right. guys you need a new audience new audience as in you need to bring in new eyes if the same fucking people it, yeah. are always watching you're not growing so if you if somebody watches because they're like i like gals and anderson from wwe let me let me watch that's a good thing if someone watches because they're like i remember eric young that's a good thing it's not a bad thing to bring in more audience. If The Rock comes back at WrestleMania 28 and some old fans say, let me watch WrestleMania 28. Right. And then they fall in love with CM Punk at that time. And they continue watching. Payoff. And people don't think like that. People don't, you know, I was talking to uh, Anthony from Smart to Death on uh, the episode he was on like way back when. And he even stopped yeah. and he went, and he's smart in the business. He goes, I never thought about it like that. And I'm like, yeah, you got to think sometimes take yourself away from being a fan and think about the business aspect of it, you know, but anyway, and guys, I can see, I can see your asses on the chat now, by the way, you know, I can see you all. (laughs) Yeah. I was wondering, uh, if you think maybe it would have been worked out better, uh, if did maybe Gallows ended up in AEW or do you think maybe the, the rosters is different sort of rosters you're dealing with. So maybe, they don't make um, the same amount of impact there. Huh? Huh? Impact? Huh? Um, yeah. No, I always say um, it, it's always a, um, like everybody can't go to t- um, to impact. AEW, uh, right. Impact, impact. Right. Can't go to AEW, guys. Everybody can't go there for the simple reason that there's only one show right now. And, you know, they, they can only do so much. You know, they can only do so much. And, and, the only way to really drive the wrestling business is to take a chance on another company sometimes. Remember when we had uh, WCW, ECW, and WWE? There was a place for three. You know, so Impact can fill that ECW role to me. AEW can be mm. WCW, and um, WWE is WWE, you know? But um, there's always room. There's always room, and I would rather them grow the business by making another company come up than to go to AEW and just become crowded. Like, where the fuck's Sean Spears right now? You know, he was doing a really good storyline, and, and where's he been? You know, uh, he wasn't there this week. You know, so that's what I mean. So they, it's good and a bad, and, and bad, because they're cycling people in, but that can be bad, because you can forget about them, too. Um, but yeah, yeah you know, I, wrestling in the dark. Better to be a bigger fish in a small pond than the other way around. And that, it's exactly what I'm saying. Right. It's like, you know, why not go to Impact? Because now, like, the, we're talking about Deanna Peraza. We're talking about the Good Brothers. We're talking about Brian Myers coming in. We're talking about EC3. We're talking about Eric Young. There's a whole influx of talent that's coming in Impact. I tuned in on Tuesday. When's the last time I tuned in to freaking Impact? Right. It's a good thing. So it's, it's a, it's a, a great right. thing. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, right. You know, so... I'm, I'm all here for it. And, and Wes says he's here. I don't give a shit, Wes. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Brett, can you show everybody, uh, and, and I'll describe it for everyone in audio yeah. land. Can you show everybody your shirt? 
Because I want I want everyone oh. to see how cocky this guy you is. <laughs> just stand up. Just stand up. Mark, mark for myself. You, you don't, I know he doesn't have pants on, so just do your best. <laughs> Brandon's got a shirt with a crown on himself that says the half rep king. That's how cocky this guy is. He either is wearing the most baggy shirt in the world, but or he's wearing the tightest shirt in the world with a picture of himself. His cockiness knows no bounds. But anyway. Getting you gotta get the merch, man. Sometimes you gotta sell yourself. <laughs> He's a sellout. But speaking of being being a sellout, uh, Brandon, what do you think about uh, the Joey Ryan apology video? Yes, bro. Yes. Let's talk about this junk. They did my boy Joey wrong. They were doing him wrong. People were coming out saying, wow. "Look, Joey can't help it that he's a ladies' man." All right, he's a ladies' man. He's got a lot Could of people talking to him. you stop trolling and give me your actual thoughts on the- I, I, I'm being serious. I'm being serious right now. Well, 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 I will say, I will say this. I will say this. Uh, keep your DMs, people. Keep your DMs, your messages. Keep all that stuff. I mean, it <laughs> might sound a little weird, but you never know what could happen to you in the future. And I will say one thing that's good uh, during his apology video you made. He was showing, you know, DMs, these conversations he's having with these people. He's like, look. Some of the stuff is consensual, you know what I mean. I don't disagree. This is the thing. I don't disagree with the fact that a lot of this is probably consensual because you know, just like with anything, you know, obviously in the midst of all of these legit accusations, there's always going to be one or two that are just kind of jumping on the bandwagon. You know, like Brandon with TNA. You know, like everybody <laughs> finds it cool all of a sudden. Brandon suddenly a TNA fan again. Um, but in all seriousness, the way, the way I said it was, let me let me let me be, let me be da- let me be damn serious on this, right? And this will be a controversial take. Who the fuck's gonna watch fifty minutes of an apology video? <laughs> I, I was gonna do it, bro. Who the fuck? Who the fuck's watching this? He could be the most innocent man in the world, but I'm not gonna watch this damn filibuster of the like Joey Ryan talking about his dick for fifty minutes. The uh, fuck is good. going on? It's I don't care. He could be. He could be. Every single person could have lied. <laughs> every single person could have lied, and I wouldn't know it because I'm not gonna watch 50 minutes of a Joey Ryan video. I'd rather go watch an episode of The Impact or go watch an episode of freaking <laughs> AEW Dark. Now I'm gonna watch Joey Ryan's face for about 50 minutes talk about this shit. And here's the thing: he didn't come across as apologetic in the first couple minutes that I saw. He came across as like, "Thanks to all my fans, the ones who supported me." He was looking for sympathy. It was like, "Fuck you, man!" <laughs> like, like you didn't come across this right. Like you didn't come across. Do to me, it didn't come across right because here's the thing: I've always said this about Joey Ryan. I like Joey Ryan. Here's the thing: we talk about impact behind me. When Joey Ryan was an impact, Joey Ryan was oh, fucking phenomenal. Sorry. When he was doing the sleazy character, it walked the line perfectly because he was doing again like a Michael Nakazawa. He was throwing the little baby oil, rubbing it on his chest. It, he was being a little flirtatious with women. It was good. It was nice. Okay. I like the fact that when they did go search this right now, go search TNA, um, TNA Christmas commercial. It's circa 2012. <laughs> it's all the impact, the knockouts, I should say. They're doing, you know, the, the, their stuff. They're happy, Merry Christmas. And then at the end, it's Joey Ryan riding a horse, rubbing, like rubbing his chest. And it's hilarious. Now, when Joey Ryan went to the independent scene, I said, fuck this. Because now he's gone too far, and everyone looked at me and goes, oh, you just don't get the wrestling business, you know? Like the Young Bucks. There. I said, whoa. <laughs> The Young Bucks doing quote-unquote flippy <laughs> shit is different than Joey Ryan doing a dick flip. 
It's different for the simple reason that you can't put these in the same category because the Young Bucks at least are doing very athletic things. Joey Ryan, to me, especially with the way the world was going, we all saw that in the last five years, the world is going a little bit more PC, you know, and we're talking about people having more voice and things like that. I'm like, this is going to be really irresponsible. I've told this to you, Brandon. I'm like, I don't like this Joey Ryan character. I don't like where it's going because, like I've said in the past, if you have a character like this, you will get a big head, no pun intended. You will get a big head after a while. Because you have people, men and women, legends in the rest of business, dick flip it. You're dick flipping everybody. You're getting hundreds and thousands of dollars to do this. After a while, you are going to push your luck a little bit. I'm not saying I would. I'm just saying this is probably human nature mm-hmm. for him to go, I'm Joey Ryan. Let me, let me see what I can do. It's irresponsible. And I knew where it was headed. And sure enough, 2020 comes <laughs> and Joey Ryan's of, uh, accused of all this stuff. And it's like, fuck, man, it's exactly what I was worried about. Do I think he like he's on head. the level of like a Jack Gallagher, like raping people? Maybe right. not. Right. But does that mean that it's OK? No, not by any stretch of the imagination. It's deviant behavior. Like we were headed down the wrong path. <laughs> I mean, you know, it like, is at least sick. He was we do it. not want it. Yeah. <laughs> even... At least he was real about it. Like a lot of times, he was like, he was like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I did kind of approach it to him. But you know, he, he was like, look, when she was like, no, I was like, you know, I, I backed off. You know, you, you know, look, it, it just stuff happens. It happens. At least he was real about it. You know, he, he didn't lie, or he would say, you know, oh, I, I don't remember, you know, but I'm sorry if, if it did happen. <laughs> you know, in some of the accusations. So, so it's good. Mason says, good. Ken, I think Kenny, good. Kenny taking his time to humbly tell us, I told you so. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Kenny can see the future now. Where are the Kushida shades at? It's Brandon that's got the Kushida shades, not, not me. I can't <laughs> oh, say that man, five times fast. Kushida shades, Kushida shades, Kushida. Say, if you can say, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> In the chat right now, whoever raises their hand first, and, and you got, this is the honor system. If you've said Kushida shades five times fast without stuttering or anything, I will make you the K-Cup of the week right now. Right now. But yeah, it's... Yeah, I, I, it's not... I told you so. It's like, I, I want to uh-huh. let you know. I want to let you know that I don't take pride in saying I told you so. I don't, ca- I don't care about being right. No, I don't. I don't care about being right. I would rather have been wrong. And I don't like that I'm right about this situation because, you know, the speaking out movement was, was huge. Like there's a lot of this, but uh, you know it's gonna drive it's gonna drive change in the industry. All right. Um, all right. But speaking of, of change in the industry, um, you know we do have Kyrie Sane leaving WWE. Uh, you could see she no. was really emotional. Uh, she beat Bailey on Raw. Who saw that coming? She beat Bailey clean <laughs> on Raw, and wow. then uh, she was very emotional about the win. And WWE put it as such. She was very emotional, but uh, supposedly that was her last night uh, with WWE. She's going uh. back to Japan. And uh, I think that says a lot. I think that's WWE basically saying, you you know, when you're ready, come back. Wow. So to me, that's that was, uh, really that was yeah. huge. Yeah, that was huge. I don't think anybody's thinking about that. It's like WWE. Remember, WWE usually just says, "All right, your contract's running like, out. Bye." Yeah, you get out. And <laughs> you know, wish you well in your future endeavors. You know, <laughs> but uh, Kyrie Sane beat the women's champion on the way out. Assume again, assuming that she's gone, or maybe You're this right. is just like a last-minute ploy to resign her. 
But either way, I mean, mm. they showed her a lot of respect. They showed her a lot of respect by having her beat the freaking SmackDown Women's Champion. Again, that is a huge, right. huge deal. Like, can you imagine? That's like, I, I don't want to say this equivalent like CM Punk's contract running out and beating John Cena. But, you know, it, it's up there. But almost, yeah. Almost, it's yeah, guy, yeah. It's al- almost yeah. the same thing. And, and, and I think that, again, I think that was just a last ditch effort to say, Kyrie, please, we want you to stay, you know? Um, and I have a feeling that they would push Kyrie a little bit. The way the way it's going a little bit, it's like I feel like they would lead to an Oscar versus Kyrie Sane match. Kyrie match. If but you know, oh, man, I get that, it. I get it. Be a she's shame a, if we can't get that. You know, we're not. We're leaves, probably not but, going to. But uh, yeah. But uh, you know, she is engaged. I think is the you know to someone back in Japan. So I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense, especially if she's been criminally criminally misused uh, as of late. Yeah. Um, you know. So I, I get. It. I get it. I get it. We didn't get that pirate ship spot, man. That's what we wanted. Ah, so many, dis- so much disappointment. Not get it at all. Yeah, so like much ever. disappointment. Like, but speaking, ah. of, speaking of disappointment, the horror show at Extreme Rules, uh, Apollo Crews didn't defend <laughs> the uh, the uh, U.S. title. Oh, uh, not the whole pay per view. <laughs> That's what Brandon oh, thought. Yeah, I was, I was like, gonna say. Um, I, thought, I thought you were about to run it down. No, Apollo Crews uh, apparently didn't pass a physical and uh, ha- is out with like a back injury or something. Uh, so I heard right. his absence <laughs> was COVID related. Now wait, wait, hear me out. So Dave Meltzer, and, and this is where I get to see how people interpret things so mm-hmm. dave Meltzer. so everybody's reporting apollo cruz has covid19 that's the report and it's like okay guys you just assume something off of what dave Meltzer said dave Meltzer said that apollo cruz came into contact with somebody that had covid19 they he didn't say that apollo cruz has covid19 so basically apollo cruz is being quarantined for two weeks let's use our heads and this lets me see how much people pay attention like to little details no, nowhere did he say Apollo Cruz has COVID nineteen. Oh, no. yeah. He just said it's a precaution. It's as simple as that. Brandon, watch where your hands going. It looks like you're about to tickle me in the butt. There. <laughs> give me, give me the old peach. What, what did I call it? The, the, the old yeah, peach piece. I, I named yeah, it the peach go. piece because the think about the emojis. Peace, peach piece. So the old. Pe- <laughs> <laughs> is that where you're gonna start sending to people hashtag peach peace yeah i'm just gonna put that emoji. Yeah. tell me if you want that on a on a on a shirt oh, sure. i'll just put a peach here and a, a peace emoji and give give me the old peach peace you have to watch last week's episode to understand what we're talking about all right um but speaking of uh last week uh so last week keith lee had two titles he was the North American champion, and he was the NXT champion. Uh, coming going yeah. into this week, um, okay. So by the way, everyone's correcting me. So um, they they say that Kyrie Sane's married, not just engaged, married. married. So okay. that was even more of a you know reason. Um, yeah. But yes, um, as I was saying, Keith Lee has relinquished the North American title, and um, what's crazy about that to me is is a lot of people, and I'll shout them out right now. Um, the Angle Podcast. He sent out a tweet. So go follow him, the Angle Pod on Twitter. Uh, he sent out a tweet, basically saying like, "Why would you know um, Keith Lee have both titles just to relinquish one two weeks later? Like, what was the point of him being North American champion going into the match?" And you know me, I like to like. There we go. You see on the chat. Uh, you can't. Maybe you can't see it on this one. But you can see it. the the, uh, the old peach and peach piece emoji. Um, Jesus, going. It's a thing. And, and so yeah. So Mason is alluding to it saying um you know he got rid of one by burying it deep in the ground i don't know how people are viewing this as burying it 
and I'm gonna give you my take again. I like to look at the glass half full. This is my thing again to answer uh, the angle pods question. Why did he have the championship going into this ma this match? Two reasons. I'm gonna say the the one that everyone's thinking to counteract freaking AEW and to make it a bigger main event. Second, because the stakes were higher. So the storyline was better. Think about it like this. If Keith Lee was going into the NXT championship match, just as is, would you be excited? You would. Don't get me wrong. You'd be, but you would almost expect Adam Cole to win. Now, when it was like both titles are on the line, there was a little bit more of a question mark. It mm -hmm. was like, who are we getting here? Is Adam Cole going to win both championships? Is Keith Lee going to, there, there was, a, there was just a lot more puzzle pieces at play. It's probably the best way to say it. There was more intrigue, you know, to me, that actually set a precedent. It's not burying. I agree with Fernando. It's not burying as much as it's, you know, a situation where you make both titles seem important because now the North American title is definitely the stepping stone to the NXT title. If you have the North American champion beat the NXT champion after having it 400 something days. So, so to me, it does not burying. In fact, that... That is definitely a way to say, look, here is the next guy in line. If you have the North American championship, here's the next guy. Just in the same way the Intercontinental title was. Y'all forget, y'all forget real quick. WrestleMania 6, the Ultimate Warrior was the Intercontinental champion. Hulk Hogan was the WWF champion. And the Ultimate Warrior held both titles up at the end of the night. That made the Intercontinental title seem important. Guess what? He gave up the Intercontinental championship. Same exact mm. situation. And then it was time for somebody else to step up, which is exactly the promo Keith Lee cut. There's no secret. There's no secret to this. Keith Lee said, it is time for somebody else to step up. I'm already on the top of the mountain. Why do I need the stepping stone when I'm on top of the mountain? So here, take it back. So it's not, it's could, not. Could it have made for a more interesting storyline had he like, had both and then him like having to defend both kind of. Okay. And then how is that, but how does that help him? Now you're devaluing what people don't think you. is now you're burying the NXT championship because if he loses, what, what's going to happen? What's the, what's the tried and true way of doing this? Because if he loses, it buries the NXT championship, right? So the, other, the only way to do it is to have him lose it in a triple threat where he never actually loses. That's tried and true. We're expecting that. If we had a triple threat match with him, Finn Balor, and, you know, uh, Damian Priest, we'd be like, okay, Damian Priest or Finn Balor is winning the North American title. We would know it. Mm. So, to me, relinquishing it says, this is important to me. That's why I want to give it to somebody else. I don't think this is burying. I, I disagree. Everybody's so quick to mm. use the word bury. What the fuck does bury mean, guys? Bury means what they did to EC3 in WWE. Consistent <laughs> loss after consistent loss. Segment unimportant. Doesn't no show up. That's bearing. Not yeah. a title being elevated to be equivalent to the NXT, to the NXT championship. And, and then, then being like, giving right, it back. Giving other guys and he didn't say, like, it. oh, this is not important to me. He basically just said, I, it served its purpose. And here it's time for somebody else. I'm just saying, I, I, I don't know. I disagree with everybody having a problem <laughs> with him giving it up. And, uh, right. and, and, and by the way, Mason's saying, I'm sorry, Kenny, I was only joking. I'm not actually talking to you. I'm talking yeah. to the general consensus I've seen online, which is, you know, that he's quote unquote burying the title. And um, yeah, it, it's, he's not, he's not. I thought this was a good thing. 
they should have swerved they should have held both and made them like a heel uh, i give you another i give you like another scenario both another scenario that was really good you remember when um when seth rollins fa- had to face john cena and then sting in the same night that was a good one because then it was like he was at a severe disadvantage so he lost the united states title and then he had to go into play but you see look at who he lost it to he lost it to John Cena, a guy who could win the world championship off of him if you wanted to. That's different than if, like, Keith Lee lost to Damian Priest, because then you'd be like, well, Damian Priest should be the fucking NXT champion. You know what I mean? Like, mm. there's NXT is an up-and-coming promotion, per se, under the WWE umbrella. Up-and-coming. So the, the only person that I would say could beat him for it maybe would be Finn Balor. Because then you're like, oh, well, Finn Balor's a main roster. You know, you get what I'm saying. It's like, you can justify it. But then you bury an up-and-comer like Keith Lee. So it's like, they were damned if they do, damned if they don't. I think they handled this well. It's as simple as that. I think they were, they handled this as best as they could, okay? Um, But speaking of not handling things as best as you could, did you hear the rumor of Tessa Blanchard demanding $150,000 to return the Impact Wrestling heavyweight title? Yes. She is scorned. This woman is scorned. She may as well get paid if they try to strip her of her title. Right? Uh, I don't I don't know. This is back to the attitude thing. But this goes back to the attitude thing. It's like, is this, you know, but I also said, like, we don't know the full details. Like, you remember back in the day, Ric Flair um, ended up coming with the NWA title, the WCW title, if you will, uh, to the WWF in 1991. Because when you're champion, I don't know if this it's like this now, but back in the day um, at that time, we're talking about back then's values. Um you had to put down $15,000 as a deposit uh, when you got the championship. So basically, that was collateral. That was like, if you fuck us over, we have $15,000 of your money. So when Ric Flair uh, was leaving, Jim Hurd, who was a Pizza Hut guy, like a Pizza Hut manager before he was WCW president. This is how much I know my wrestling, okay? Jim Hurd did not like Ric Flair, wanted to put an earring in his ear, call him Spartacus, Changes gimmick completely. Yeah, true story. And that's why Rick, uh, Rick Flair ended up leaving. And so he went to the WWF and he said, Rick Flair basically said, All right, cool. Here's your belt. I'm going to give your belt back, but give me my 15 grand back. And he said, Stick it up your ass. And he's like, All right. So he kept the title and he took it to Dang. WWF TV. And then that's when they tried to sue him and stuff. He's like, It's my fucking belt. You didn't give me back the $15,000. So I was wondering maybe if it was a situation like that. But I'm like, it's 150 grand. Like that's not. That's a lot of money. That's a house. That is a, my house. I probably owe less in my house than Tessa Blanchard was demanding. You know, maybe so, it's the inflation. You know, over the years. So I don't know. Like, I, I'm just, I'm just speculating. You know, I, I don't know. Um, but again, I, I guess my point is, we don't have the full details. So I don't want to damn Tessa Blanchard and be like. Well, fuck her. Why she would, would she do that? Because there might be a reason. She might be owed money. She might be this. There, there might be a reason why she said that. Well, the the funny part is Impact took the uh, the low road, I guess, and just said, "All right, you want one hundred and fifty thousand? How about we just commission new belts, which would cost less?" And so they commissioned all yeah. new titles, which is crazy. You know, they said, "Fuck you, take that belt." You know, but now Tessa has the real belt, though. Tessa does have the real right. belt. She shows up yeah, at Evolution 2, and she's like, this exactly. is the real women's championship. Or else she's not Make women's champion. Happen. That's a real world title. That's even worse. Yeah. She's like, I got the world title. Dude, 
<laughs> that would be awesome. She needs to. They need to do that, man. If WWE wants to pop a rating, they need to bring her back and have her with the real title. Speaking, uh, of, speaking of popping a rating, uh, AEW did eight hundred forty-five thousand this week. NXT six hundred and fifteen thousand. Really, really like. Oh. Was NXT that people, bad? Yeah, well, I think it's more care? it's more indicative the of pay-per-view? AEW being that good this week. But full disclosure, I watched NXT first. You know, it's I I actually right. want well more so because I wanted to see the announcement of what uh, Keith Lee was doing. Which William Regal on social media made it seem like he was stepping down. So damn you, you bastard! You scared me. <laughs> which which show did you did you like better? Did you oh, think it was better? AEW. AEW. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, AEW okay. was so was deserved. A solid, deserved. Yeah. Rated. Solid. Solid yeah. show. So I understand why the rating is as such. But you know, sometimes a solid show is not like really like indicative of the ratings. Well, like sometimes the ratings right. don't don't reflect a really solid show. But I guess I guess people tuned in and stayed is is really what it was. Um, really good show. I mean, I liked I liked uh, the Eddie Kings Eddie Kingston coming out. Uh, Excalibur. Yeah, I was like, who good. the blue hell is this? You guy? know Eddie Kingston. <laughs> so he was I'm on like, Impact. Yeah, I I, I've seen his was. I've seen seen his stuff on Impact uh, most recently, and um, no, he did he did really well. Eddie Kingston's yeah, one of those guys. Good, yeah. He's one of those guys where it's like you don't know why he's popular because you look at him and you're like, eh, look, I don't get it. He's like a Kevin Owens. You hand him the mic and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Now I see. Now I see why he's... And he's got that voice. Like, Eddie Eddie Kingston's a guy who I always say, like, it doesn't matter what you say, like, when you're, like, Eddie Kingston, as long as you just speak. Because Eddie Speaking Kingston's got voice. such yeah. a distinct voice that, like, you pay attention to it. And uh, he did so well. And I, I thought Excalibur did an amazing job with selling Eddie Kingston when he said, uh, you know, a real-life situation, which is, you know, Eddie Kingston had to sell his wrestling boots uh, to pay his mortgage. And uh, he didn't have a pair of wrestling boots until the day before he um, was supposed to wrestle Cody. That's crazy. How do you not feel for that guy? And it's good because you you have a vulnerable thing like that. And you're like, okay, I want this guy to succeed. It's no coincidence that sign Eddie Kingston became like a hashtag right afterwards. And I agree. I agree. Eddie Kingston did amazing. You know, he's tailor made for an AEW. He brings a different aspect. Because he's got that like hardcore right. aspect to him, that hard hitting aspect uh, that I feel like you know I don't want to say they're missing, but you know Jimmy Havoc's not there right now. Um, yeah, you know, he could fill that role. Yeah, you exactly. know he could fill yep. that role, and then uh, I don't know why they're not doing it with Doctor Luther. Doctor Luther fills that role well. That too. Yeah. But um, you know, but still, maybe they just need. Yeah, maybe they need another show. They they got a lot of they got a lot of people there. To be honest, <laughs> it's only only so much time to, to get everything over. <laughs> Mason. Uh, Mason says you give KO the mic, he adds uh every three words. Isn't that funny? Because that's exactly <laughs> how I do my impression. I'm like, Kevin Owens, uh I, I don't know uh if if you like, you know, that's that's my Kevin Owens impression. I say uh every three words. Um <laughs> I liked Eddie Kingston better when he was Eddie Edwards. Oh, <laughs> uh, but speaking of ratings, oh, okay. since we're on the topic, yeah. So so Raw but drew like a what already. a one point six or one point five or something ridiculous, like a you know. But the uh, wor- what more so what I want to talk about is the main event of Randy Orton versus The Big Show drew, drew a point four two. How you gonna do Orton like that? All right, Hall of Famer. That's but it, it begs Big the question: show? like as good as Orton is, I, you know, I'm wondering and I'm asking. Okay, I'm not insinuating. As good as Orton's always been, like, has he has, has he been a draw? Like, does he does he pop ratings? And I'm curious about that. If we're using if we're using using uh, ratings right. as the benchmark, 
that kind of thing. You right. know, how, how is he in the ratings? Because apparently if he's in the main event with the big show, he draw, draws a point four two. It's crazy. This is, this, this is hard for me. Cause it's like, it's almost like, does anybody, is anybody really a draw in and of themselves? Like the individual talent, or is it just more the brand itself and how, how, how like how well the brand does over a certain amount of weeks well, sort of what determines what the rating is going to be, right. as opposed to you know having a you know Orton or somebody in the main event. It's 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 tough to say. But Randy Orton, Randy Orton's an amazing talent. So I always say I'm I'm always like a ratings don't indicate you know like the status. Or the show is good or something's good. Yeah, right. it's because sometimes you have the most amazing show and it draws a bad rating. But you know people are so you know the Meltzers and the Alvarezes of the world are always so concerned about the ratings and the demos. You know, and Jericho's taking the piss out of everybody by calling himself <laughs> the demo god. You know, so I mean, like Jericho, I love Jericho by the way. His social media game is untouched because he's just trolling everybody. <laughs> And everybody takes Correct. it seriously. And of course, like the AEW marks are always like, ah, yeah, you see, it's like, uh, <laughs> I'm sure if you'd like go went out and had a drink with Chris Jericho, he doesn't mean any of that shit. You know what I mean, right, it's, just, right. it's just how he is, which I love, which I absolutely love. Um, right. <laughs> Chris Hamricks, by the it, way, on Instagram, he says, how, you're just sitting there. How stupid. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. It's hard to tell. Like, is there, is there anything really they could do that they're not doing right now to sort of pop ratings besides bringing back sort of big name it's like like shows aren't like absolutely just god awful you know sort of thing you know they, there's good stuff in, in each show right so uh, i don't know man we'll it's i mean i mean yeah. who knows who knows what they can do but you know um but you know ali did come back to raw talking about um re- <laughs> yeah, people returning and stuff like that. but did they drop the smackdown hacker angle that just Maybe gone? with somebody else. I don't know. Maybe it's just gone. Ali. It hasn't been there for a couple weeks, and then rumors of Ali They're going to, uh, to Raw, and then sure enough, he shows up to Raw. I, I like that little grouping of um, of um, Cedric Alexander and uh, and Ricochet yeah. and him. Uh, I also like Shelton Benjamin. I like the Hurt business. Yeah, yeah. joining the Hurt business, because Shelton Benjamin hasn't won a title since 2006, and they were talking about what happened since 2006. Like, the first iPod wasn't out, and this didn't happen. I was like, I was still like a junior in high school when Shelton Benjamin won his last title, and that's criminal. Shelton Benjamin's always been better than he had any business being. Just a natural athlete. I'm talking about in the money bank, which just scaled the ladder, dudes crazy things. Shelton Benjamin deserved... A world heavyweight title long before anything else, but I always said, I always say better late than never. You know, I could, I would love if Lashley won the title and uh, feuded, ended up feuding <laughs> with like a Shelton Benjamin. Wow, yeah. Like that would be that would up, be yeah. good, uh, a good feud to me, because that would just print money. Uh, I think Shelton and, and Lashley. I mean, you saw when Drew McIntyre fought Bobby Lashley. I felt like they went out there and they were hungry. Yeah, like yeah. they look like they were like, okay, I want. To make sure that this is good and to show you that we deserve this spot. You don't think Shelton Benjamin would do that? Come on now. Shelton Benjamin in his early 40s is better than most people in their early 20s. It's crazy. That's a freaking nature. Yeah. MVP too, man. MVP is like... MVP surprised me because if if you've seen him on the independent scene, he was getting slower. And he's just getting older. He's getting beat up. He he did uh, did a documentary called, I think, The Wrestlers or something like that, where he um, on... um, Oh my God, what's the cannabis... TV channel. <laughs> Vice TV. Channel, no. Sorry, Vice TV. Vice, okay. So Vice. So he did a he did a, <laughs> uh, something on Vice where he basically said, you know, he's beat up, he's going to retire, and uh, you know, he 
he was looking pretty bad. He's beat up. And then he comes back to WWE, he's like reinvigorated. In fact, speaking of MVP, he was on a pay-per-appearance deal. As in he was, you know, uh, supposed to only be there for one night. The rumors were like he was supposed to be at the Rumble, and then they signed him to do the next night. And then all of a sudden now, like really think about it, he's supposed to be a producer. And now he's on-air talent every single week in this like half-manager, half-active uh, wrestler role. And he's doing it perfectly. Right. It's to the point where they're wanting to sign him to a long-term contract. Sign his ass. He's no pun intended. I was just gonna say he's the MVP <laughs> of Monday Night Raw, but uh, yeah, you know he's he's amazing. And it's like you want to talk about hungry MVP. Yeah. Like I love that these guys who like you know I have talked about it before. I talked about it before about the missed the missed era. And oh, the yeah. 2007 to 2010, you got Drew McIntyre, you got Bobby Lashley, you got MVP, you got um, not Jeff Hardy, but, you know, you got these guys in that era that like Mr. Kennedy and you got all yeah. these guys that were like missed out on missed opportunity should have been a world champion, but never got that opportunity for one reason or another. And I was like, man, that era is like it's like a missing generation. What I really like is like we get those gaps filled in always. Because I used to say the same thing about like certain stars from 2002 to 2005. Then they stepped up. The Mark Henrys, the Jeff Hardys, you know, the, these guys that all of a sudden were were skyrocketed to the main event in the later two, or early 2010s. Or post-2010, I should say. Now you got the same thing for the missing generation, as I call it. And now these guys are stepping up. So it makes me excited to be like, guys back in, what yeah. guys are going to come back, you know, from 2012 to 2015 that were missed out on eventually. Wade Barrett. Right. Yeah, like a Wade right. Barrett it's was missed back. out. To, no, that's a great example. Wade Barrett was missed out on. It's like, could he come back and then be like that hungry guy that gets the title eventually, the grizzled vet, you know, um, the Rybacks, you know, I hate to use him as an <laughs> yeah. example, but, you know. Right back. back, yeah. You know, it's they like were him. Yeah. there were guys that were being built work. that yeah. are not that they didn't do anything with, and um, you know, I, I'm just saying, you know. So I, I, li- I always like the WWE seems to rectify those situations. Carlito, somebody yeah. said Carli- uh, Supreme said yeah. Carlito in the chat. Yes, Carlito is definitely an example of that. You know, Carlito got pushed to the moon. Where the hell's Muhammad Hassan? <laughs> Hassan, bring <laughs> Hassan back. Bring free Hassan. <laughs> Uh, speaking of uh, and, and WWE Chris Hamrick says the Lex Express yeah. yes the Lex Express <laughs> give Chris Hamrick a damn WWE title run Chris Hamrick Chris yeah. Hamrick damn it let's do it we want the <laughs> Hamrick Express <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah no, speaking of sort of WWE here uh, what, yeah uh, Austin Theory <laughs> what happened Who? to that dude man <laughs> He, he has a new, new, he, got, he like bumped around for a su- couple of teams, but supposedly he's not even being mentioned in um, conversations right now. So hey, it's like bad. you know, so, you know. Obviously, to me, there's it's one of two things: either all of those allegations from the quote unquote underage girl. But to me, I looked at them and I said, I don't even think hey. she's underage. Like even if this was a hundred percent true, the way right. it looked like, I don't know if you remember, I told you they had posted something about like how a year um she had posted about like graduating nursing school or something and it's like well that age doesn't make sense because you graduated at 14 you know so it it didn't make sense so i don't think it's that i think you know it might be covid related that is that is that is my guess that is my guess uh and mason asked where the fuck is zach gowan (laughs) 
I was gonna make a joke, but I was gonna make a joke, but I, I probably shouldn't. I was gonna say, what's that guy one's favorite restaurant? IHOP. Um, so <laughs> you didn't get that, Brandon? I'm sorry, because that guy one had one, one leg. Oh, oh, hey, that was good. that was great. Wow, that was great. Wow. Just I'm like sorry, how you have I, one I was, brain cell. Yeah, I had. So uh, it was working hard. I had to. Well, it, Fernando saying Velveteen Dream as well. We know where Velveteen <laughs> Dream is with all those allegations that came out there. Yeah. <laughs> but, Velveteen Dream's um, gone. That's all right, man. We got we got Sammy back. Sammy's back. That's okay, man. But let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah. We we you know we we've alluded to it. Uh, we didn't talk about it, but the Extreme Rules Horror Show. Holy crap, what oh, the yes. hell? What in the <laughs> blue hell? We all expected a cinematic match for Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. I remember when he came out. By the way, go if you're not subscribed to my Twitter, if you're not following me on Twitter, uh, you're doing something wrong because when, when it's a WWE pay-per-view, I have so much fun. I am the biggest troll of the century. And I said, I am looking forward to this match. I, I E Y E. Uh, I, I can't even describe it. Just go because when the heat in the heat of the moment, my tweets are, are fire during a WWE event because uh, WWE events are hard to get through sometimes. So I uh, <laughs> I go ahead and tweet as sarcastically <laughs> as humanly possible. But yeah, when it wasn't a um, when it wasn't a <laughs> cinematic match, we all were like, "What is going on?" Mm-hmm. And Sure enough, at the end of the match, uh, they go, Rey Mysterio's eye, quote-unquote, comes out <laughs> on the stairs, and he's holding his eyeball, and you can see it, and it looks really <laughs> hokey. And then Seth Rollins goes and throws up. Now, here's my thing on Twitter. It's like, I, I always have a problem with, okay, if you say it was bad and it was hokey, I'm okay with you. But people saying, like, Seth Rollins throwing up, that was horrible, that was disgusting, and it's like, <laughs> like, they shouldn't have done that, you know? And it's like, this is where I go, like, are you working yourself into a shoot or shooting yourself into a work? You know, it's like, to me, it's like, let's pretend wrestling's real, right? If Rey Mysterio had gotten his eyeball popped out of his head, okay? And, and Seth Rollins goes and looks at that. What is a natural human reaction to that? Yeah, I'd be pretty, I'd probably gag a little bit. He, th- he threw up. So to me, it was like, okay, at least they made it real. That part realistic, that if he saw an eyeball out, he went and threw up. But I was really shocked that they went with this, because the way I said it, I was like, Daniel Bryan got fired in 2010 for choking Justin Roberts with a tie. Hmm. And in 2020, Rey Mysterio got his quote-unquote eyeball popped out <laughs> as a stipulation <laughs> to a match, no less. How crazy is that? Like, it's, it's a completely different time, which is just completely yeah. crazy. And I see yeah. on my Instagram they, that, that Kylie Ray posted, like, this, like, really, this ab shot. I can't, I can, I'm oh, kind of distracted like, right now. Kylie Ray, yeah, yeah, Kylie gonna, Ray. I'm going to check that, that out. That, that, that might be New Bay right there. Kylie Ray is Bay. Kylie Ray is New Bay. Will Kylie Ray be Perazzo? I don't know about that. Mm. I know when they're gonna be but, feuding, uh, it's gonna be crazy. But yeah, but no, you know what? I think what they should like they didn't need to make it like the swamp match and do like a bunch of craziness. But they should, I guess, maybe they could have like taped it and then done some 
the but sex I, stuff the, with the, the eye. The way the way it was, I think I think it was supposed to be like that. They caught a glimpse of the eye, Just so you weren't supposed it, yeah. to see it as much, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it was. I mean, and for what did it an was, okay job, right? let's also talk about the fact of it. Yeah. that before that, they had an amazing match. They had an amazing match. And here's, I'm going to rant a little bit on this one because Brian Alvarez tweets out, in a match where you're supposed to take out somebody's <laughs> eye, there's Hurricane Ranas, there's this, there's that. Brian Alvarez can kiss my ass. And let me tell you why. Because Brian Alvarez is so far up the Young Bucks and AEW's ass that it makes me fucking gag worse than Seth Rollins did. The thing is, you're talking about that, but I could use that same logic on a lot of AEW stuff. If the match is supposed to get a pinfall, what the fuck is the point of the Canadian Destroyer? What the point is, what's the point of this in a ladder match? What's the point of this? All that flippy shit, what's the point of that if you're just supposed to incapacitate your opponent? Why are you hurting yourself more than you're hurting <laughs> them? For the B, I can man. use yeah. that same logic, but he only uses it towards WWE, and I hate when people are biased. I completely hate it. Because Brian Alvarez, <laughs> was he on AEW's payroll? Just because you didn't make it in the business doesn't mean you got to bash the company that, that, you know, is making stars. Like, freaking... <clears throat> when I can he hear said, us getting blocked right now. <laughs> block me? Fuck, man. When Brian Alvarez is talking about why is there Hurricane Ranas and stuff... Um, probably because if we're talking in a kayfabe aspect, you're supposed to wear your opponent down and incapacitate them to get them to the point. Because no man's going to be in a state where you should just be shoving his head into stuff to what, what the whole match is supposed to just be. It, look, I'll say it like this. By Brian Alvarez's logic, I should just walk in with a fucking knife, gouge the man in his eyes and pull it out and call it a day. And that's the match. Do you even understand professional wrestling? That's why I don't listen to his opinion, because when he has biased opinions like that, it just shows me he doesn't like WWE. Like, he's so <laughs> full of shit been, that yeah. he probably can't stand himself. <laughs> like, it, that would have been an interesting match. Yeah, guys, it just the reason come out hit, with, like, knives. Yeah. Right. It looked, it looked like this a fucking, fucking right Michael Jackson beat it video. What the hell do you want? It's a ridiculous concept. I don't mind you calling it a ridiculous concept. I don't mind you saying, wow, this is hokey. I don't care, but for to say that Hurricane Rana shouldn't happen in a match where the point is to... Okay, so the Royal Rumble, the whole point is to throw people outside of the ring. Not one wrestling move should happen then, by your logic. And the Royal Rumble is one of the most entertaining matches of the year. So you're telling me in a Royal Rumble, somebody should just run in and then just try to just start grabbing people and trying to throw them out. No, it's like it, it's a it's professional wrestling, guys. But a ladder match, somebody should just be taking out a ladder right away and trying to run. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because like I'm I, he rated, you know, the Lucha. The, the, I was going to say Lucha Dragons, but the Lucha Bros. Versus the Young Bucks ladder match, amazing. And they did some very unnecessary, quote-unquote, unnecessary things in that match. But, yeah, AEW is the amazing. <laughs> and, guys, I'm sure you hear that I like AEW. I love AEW. But I always That's give right. it the same energy. I always give both companies the same energy. I give Impact the same energy. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit there and be biased and say, this is stupid. Why is Impact bringing all the WWE stars in? And then, like, get happy when they show up in AEW. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you really wanted you wanted to the AEW damn it so, so, so I just uh, like it's to the point where I'm like I, I just need to stop reading Brian Alvarez's <laughs> tweets because they just piss me off 
uh, yeah, you know what? It was it was like you said, it was still a good match. It's silly silly stipulation, but I mean it's wrestling, so it's it's wrestling. I know Mason's kidding, but he goes yeah. as someone who actually legit had my eye removed because remember he is blind. Yeah. He said, "I just find the Seth Ray storyline offensive, and it should be banned so, <laughs> <laughs> forever." <laughs> uh, which he does a little tongue emoji, so tongue and cheek, yeah. guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, like if Mason can be all right with it. If Mason can be fine with it, good. And and you know what? Mason probably liked this match better because, again, remember, we we don't think about this, but the cinematic matches don't have commentary. Right. And so that's a big thing. So this match actually did have commentary. Um, so I'm sure you were happy about that. Uh, but speaking of, uh, you know, controversy, we want to talk about the um, the Swamp Fight. And a lot of people had a problem with it. I uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Did you, I, did, I, did you think it was better than the other uh, cinematic matches they've done no, so far? No, no, no. Not by okay. any stretch of imagination, but um, I, I quote-unquote liked it better than the uh, what do you call it? The Firefly Funhouse match. What? Yeah, I oh, did. Uh, and, and my thing is, I think I went okay, into okay. this with knowing that it's like they're going to test boundaries here. Like, like I, everybody went in like, why isn't this a match? And I'm like, yeah, it was like a talking point more so for like 10 minutes. Right. And I was okay with that because it's a fucking cinematic match i don't know why like anybody thought like it should just be fighting and this and that and it's just like they're just exploring the boundaries of like what they can do what with these cinematic do, matches yeah. there was a full open-ended question it was really just filler bluntly it was a part of a saga part of a chapter to get to the next stage which is SummerSlam with the fiend so, I mean, it did its job. I really liked Alexa Bliss. I think everybody loved Alexa Bliss yeah, as the Sister was, Abigail was visual. Cool. It was really cool. I think it served its purpose. But I think everybody was going in. The problem is, and I feel like this happens just not just on wrestling, but a lot of things. Everybody has an expectation. And then when that expectation is not fulfilled, they don't know how to deal with it. And they say it sucks. Because they were if, the, if you were expecting a 20-minute fight with an alligator you know, being there, it's like you're gonna disappoint yourself if you go in a little bit open-minded. Um, you won't be disappointed. I think that's it. I think, I, guys, I challenge you to watch these theme WWE pay-per-views with an open yeah. mind, and maybe you'll have as much as fun as I did. I didn't think Extreme Rules is as bad as everybody else was saying because I was like, I had fun with that shit. Was it the most amazing pay-per-view? No, I'm not gonna even rate it higher than a seven. You know, the, yeah. six perhaps. But for what it was, it was really good. Just saying. That, that, that should have been a stipulation. Like, one of them has to feed the other to an alligator or something like that. Like this, WWE, the uh, what's the video game? What's the video game coming out where you could oh toss God. somebody in the. Yeah. <laughs> you could toss somebody into the alligator. I don't even remember. WWE's got a video game coming out in September 2020. Um, but anyway. Um, that they could have done cinematic, so maybe the next swamp match. WWE Battleground. <laughs> WWE yeah, Battle Battlegrounds, which Battlegrounds has never been a good name. <laughs> never never been a good that. name. Yeah, it's associated with some nonsense. Oh, well, man. Brandon, uh, before we go, you know, I do want to give you a moment to talk. What do you think yes. was the best the best thing in professional wrestling this week? Or your take. Let's give Brandon's little take on his situation. Oh, man. Okay, little take. I will say I did enjoy the eddie kingston uh segment there on AEW. i i hadn't seen eddie kingston before so this was like a very cool introduction to his character uh, i like that a lot um i actually really liked uh 
Slammiversary. I mean, it was cool, you know, seeing all, I, I don't don't follow Impact as closely as, you know, the other companies, but it was nice seeing he all these new dudes coming in. He, yeah. He admits it. <laughs> he admits <laughs> that he doesn't what? watch Impact as much as the other companies. He wants to talk about being the biggest TNA fan in history. I, I, he doesn't was, watch it as much as the other companies. I just I wanted was. to say that. I feel vindicated. <laughs> this is the greatest thing that ever happened to this podcast. Uh -oh. You could go on with your rant, Brandon. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe this guy takes advantage of my words, turns it against me. But uh, worse yeah, than no, Joey no, Ryan. Yeah. Oh yes, and Joey Ryan. Damn it. All right. No. Joey Ryan no. was done wrong. And I feel like you know he he gave a heartfelt apology. It was like over an hour long. People need to watch it. Save your DMs. That's all I got. Brandon, you know I I, I made those singular like graphics and I I didn't do anything. Should I have a rent? <laughs> Let me tell you something, Brandon. I wanna I want you in the cage tonight, brother. There's no escape. None of your goons can come in. It's me and you one on one. What you gonna do? Alright, I just wanted a rant. Brilliant. You need to be watching good. the video version to understand. It just made me feel like the old school promo. <laughs> it was like when they just <laughs> When they're on the green screen. We should do one <laughs> promo a week. What do you think, guys? We should. We have a green oh, screen. No. We need to start utilizing it. Now we got a green screen? Yeah. We need to start I utilizing start it. using my fancy backgrounds that I got. Should be good. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, uh, but, Brandon, Brandon, any last words you want to say while I find an yes, inspirational quote uh, for us? Ricky Starks is yes. Kenny's creator wrestler. Holy crap. That, that is definitely the way to end it. Ricky yes. Starks. Okay. For full disclosure... I've, my creativity always comes out in SmackDown versus Raw, the old games. I would I would make themes for us when you could rip them. Ask yep. Brandon. I would make us songs, yep. edits of songs. I'd take a microphone, have quotes for us. Uh, maybe I'll post that online somewhere. But Brandon has a uh, edit of Nine Inch Nails Closer that is yeah. really creepy. And uh, yeah, Brandon used to use it for his Dungeon Master character. Well, anyway. Oh, so good. My character just was me. And... <laughs> It was so weird because uh, Brandon, the first time he saw Ricky Stark, he was like, uh, is that your SmackDown versus Raw character? Because <laughs> he, he's wearing the same biker shorts, same knee pads, same haircut, same. The only thing missing, I think I had a little bit of facial hair. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, the same look. And then even funnier, you remember when you could create your own finisher? So my finisher was like, I started in a pedigree. I lifted the guy up and then I'd slam him down into like a face buster where I'd sit out. Ricky Starks does the same move that I've invented in SmackDown vs. Raw. Years ago. How many yeah, years I'm ago was that? Brandon, I'm yeah. we're talking like circa 2007. Yeah. 2007, 2008. This is incredible. It is craziness. Like, I was showing my sisters Ricky Starks because they were they spent the week here uh, at my house. And, and they looked at him. They were like... That's your SmackDown vs. Raw character from two, <laughs> SmackDown 2007. They and, remembered. They, yeah, they remembered. And we were just flabbergasted. So Ricky Stark is my child. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm older than Ricky Stark, but Ricky Stark is Ricky Starks is my child. It is crazy. Apparently, yeah. he went and just copied my SmackDown vs. Raw character down to a T. <laughs> the only thing my SmackDown vs. Raw character didn't do was murder people when they were coming out and attacking them. <laughs> when Darby Allen got just blind, just blindsided, that, rope. that was nasty. Just completely blindsided. 
and it was terrible it was just absolutely terrible and of course our the youtube chat's working again i don't know why it just yeah. starts working again right when we're about to end the episode but guys i'm going to show you this again because i thought it was that funny uh this is uh brandon if you don't know what this is go look at what happened with adam cole and and pat mcafee so i, I guess we should talk about that a little bit was that real when I watched it, it didn't look real. It looked like yeah. it was sort of this thing. It's like a setup for the show. To me, like to me, it thing. did too. Because Matt McAfee yeah. doesn't talk to people like that. Pat okay. McAfee uh, is always really nice to his guests, and he was not nice to Adam Cole. Uh, yeah, he was that's just what like, I was asking. Yeah. I was like, does he do this normally? Yeah. Sort of thing, like on a show. Yeah. But he was like, like, you know, fuck you. You know, you don't, you know. You don't talk to me like that because he was like, you know, you're a little smaller guy. We all saw it. And he was treating wrestling like it was real, too, when he said all of that. So I, t- to me, it's kayfabed. Um, but even if it's kayfabed, it was amazing. It's great. I, I, it was good stuff. Like, everybody was like, I got to watch this. Perfect. That's exactly what happened. That's, that's, yeah, that's what it needed that's, to do. That's yeah. exactly what it needed. And I'm going to post this on, the, on our episode, but I'll post this online. Let, let's get people thinking that me and Brandon has heat. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, thank you so much for watching episode 90. You know what? I, I, do, I, will, I will say this to end the episode. Um, you know, the first 50 episodes, I think we were trying to do like a lot of interviews. And uh, I think I've been slacking on that. Um, I need to get more people back on this show. Um, I kind of went into the, like, I don't want to say cocky, but like, okay, we are the show. People will watch us. And that is correct. I agree with that. But like, why can't I do both? You know, so I, I, I was focused so much on interviews before, and then I was so focused on just me and Brandon's chemistry. Now that we've succeeded at both, why not do both? And I, I think I'm going to try to get some interviews. So guys, stay tuned because I will be talking to some people, try to get some interviews. And if you want, if you know somebody that you think should be on our episode, tag them. Go on Twitter. Joey Ryan, tag them. Go, no, Joey please don't Ryan. tag Joey Ryan. Yes. Go tag, um, <laughs> go tag people and say, hey, you need to be on this podcast, and I'll do my best to talk to them and get them on here. All right, guys. So again, once again, Brandon, uh, I have heat with Brandon, and uh, let's show that right now. Have a good day, guys. By the way, before you go, hit that like button, subscribe, oh, just do yes. it for me. Oh, so uh, how's the workout stuff been going, man? It's, pre- been- it's pretty good, man. I think I think I'm getting a little bit bigger. You know, I'm looking good, looking pretty jacked, right? I mean, it's all right. I mean, you look a little small, but I mean, you'll get there. You know what, Brandon? Fuck you, what? man. Fuck what? you. You're always wear- you're wearing a shirt that says the half rep king. You're always talking about working out. You think you're so much better than me. Fuck you. I take time away from my family to come do this stupid show with you every week. And yet you can't show me. You disrespect me like that. Man, hey, don't hey. touch me, man. Man, fuck you. I'm sick of you, man. Getting out of here. Fuck you. <laughs> what? Are you serious, bro?